Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. One of those stories that just never seems to end is the one involving the uh, U.S. private vaults, the uh, safe deposit box company out in California where the FBI raided the business under allegations that the business was uh, breaking the law. But there were people who'd rented boxes there, no allegations they'd broken the law. However, the FBI, as part of their raid, seized the boxes and said, well, we're just going to hang out these boxes here for safekeeping. Oh, and we should probably inventory the contents of those boxes. And then along the way, there have been allegations raised as to what happened after that with the stuff that was in those boxes. And so there's been all kinds of litigation going back and forth. And the Institute for Justice has gotten involved on a couple different levels here, uh, including this. And a lot of people sent this to me. Thank you very much. FBI sued after allegedly losing hundreds of thousands of dollars in rare coins during a raid. Things that were lost in the raid. Uh, one woman says the FBI may have stolen $2,000 from her safe deposit box, uh, but she says they either took it or lost it. So they might not have stolen it. They may have just misplaced it, see? So Tenny Zahakian wrote this for Fox News. Uh, two people are alleging the FBI lost or stole their property after seizing it through a shady process. Uh, all we know is that their property was in a box and safe before the FBI broke into the box, says the attorney with the nonprofit law from Institute for Justice. He was speaking to Fox News. He said, once the FBI broke into the box, we honestly don't know exactly what happened. We don't know if they lost it. We don't know if somebody pocketed it and walked away. We have no way to know. The Institute for Justice filed two lawsuits on behalf of clients just the other day who had properties seized from their safety deposit boxes in a March 21 FBI raid on U.S. private vaults, which is in Beverly Hills. Uh, after prevailing in court and the FBI agreeing to return their property, both uh, Don Maline and Jenny Pearsons discovered some of the properties missing and suspect the FBI's haphazard raid or sticky fingers are to blame. And the story did say safety deposit boxes. Technically speaking, it's safe deposit box, but many people say safety. So the story says safety. But Pearson said there's literally been no explanation. I think you have to assume that it's the simplest explanation. I think, unfortunately, the simplest is they took it or lost it. Now, Malign is a 79-year-old retired civil servant. He kept cash and gold coins worth hundreds of thousands of dollars in his box to safeguard his financial security. He invested in the precious metals with the proceeds after he and his wife sold their Malibu home back in 2002. So a lot of people say, Steve, if they take your money through civil asset forfeiture, can't you show where it came from and, and use that to help your case? Well, yeah, you can. You can make the argument. But of course, they're going to say, well, wait, let's get this straight now. You sold your home 21 years ago and you put your money into gold? Who does that? <laughs> Pearsons and her husband similarly rented a security deposit box in 2017 as a financial safeguard, storing $20,000 in silver and $2,000 in cash. Now, neither of these people were ever charged with a crime. The FBI had been investigating the U.S. private vaults company, which was basically the landlord, which shut down following the raid, and they did ultimately plead guilty to conspiracy to launder drug money. After the FBI seized their property along with 1,400 other customers, Malign and Pearson received a notice stating that the FBI wanted to keep their property through civil asset forfeiture. So we seized these boxes as part of a raid on somebody else, but when we busted into the boxes to inventory it, we found stuff in there that we'd like to keep. Is that okay? Can we keep your stuff? 
Pearson said she'd never heard of civil asset forfeiture before, but after doing research, she discovered that one of the options to reclaim items presented on the notice essentially gave the FBI all rights to decide what's done with the property. So if you do nothing, they just get to keep it. The onus is on you to do something to get your stuff back. Uh, She told Fox News it was very disingenuous and shady. It's the least transparent process. It's not something that you'd do if your intent was to find out who these items belonged to. FBI was asked for comment, and they did not respond. Pearson's teamed up with the Institute for Justice to fight for her property, while Malign hired an attorney and spent $40,000 of his own money trying to get his stuff back. Now, they both prevailed, but when they went to the agency's Los Angeles office to claim their property, they realized that some of their items were missing. Malign was given the cash from his box, but his 110 gold coins were gone. The FBI seemed to have no record of the missing coins as they weren't listed on the property receipt of his box's contents. When pressed for a copy of the video inventory of the box, the FBI said that in its rush to process so much property, it had abandoned its initial plan to film the process, completing inventory paperwork instead, according to the Institute for Justice. Now, some of you right now are going, Steve, you could have an empty box, they break into it, there's nothing in there, and you go, oh, I had a million dollars in there. Well, here's the thing. There are companies out there that buy and sell old coins. In fact, behind me, I've got a couple silver half dollars that I've had in the set for various discussion purposes. I've also got a $100 bill back there somewhere. i got a bunch of fake 100s in my hand for another weird reason. don't know what that might be. But the point is that if you have a stack of silver coins or gold coins, and you want to sell them, you can take them to your local coin dealer and hope he gives you a good price on them. Or you can shop around and find large companies that will buy or sell large amounts of gold or silver coins. Now, you might say, wait a second, Steve, you run into the same problem there. You ship gold coins to some company in another state. They open up the box. They go, yeah, we'll we'll buy your five gold coins from you. You go, what, five? There was 10. How would you know the difference? Well, believe it or not, some of these companies actually advertise that if you want to, they will hook it up in such a way that you can watch them unpack the box at their end. They will contact you and say, we've got your box. We will open it up on camera in front of you. You can log on and watch us do that. So if you were the FBI and you actually gave a rip about your (laughs) reputation You might actually think to yourself, wait a second, if we're opening up all of these safe deposit boxes without the permission of the owners, somebody somewhere might say that we misplaced or stole some of it. What could we possibly do to keep that from happening? Well, you could video it, couldn't you? I mean, nowadays that ain't that hard, considering that most phones have video capability. Uh, video cameras such as this ain't that expensive. It'd be very, very easy to do. But it turns out they were so busy and in such a rush, they didn't have time to actually record what they were doing. They would just create paperwork later. What could possibly go wrong? The attorney for the Institute says what we learned was that their incentive to forfeit everything, they found crowded out their obligations to safeguard their property. That's uh, the attorney for the Institute for Justice. He said the search became hectic and frenzied as agents rushed to seize what would end up being nearly $86 million worth of assets. Why are they in a hurry? 
I'm being serious here. Why are they in a hurry? They have in front of them $86 million worth of stuff that belongs to other people. Doesn't belong to the government yet. If it gets forfeited, then it might belong to the government. But when they're inventorying it, none of it belongs to the government. Why are they in a hurry? Why are they in a hurry? I'm just asking you the question. This is a rhetorical question. I'm going I'm to leave it out there like, like, <laughs> like a change-up that's been signaled to the batter, okay? Uh, it's, it's an underhanded softball being tossed in such a way that you can see it coming a mile away. Why would the FBI be in such a hurry to get into these boxes when it's not their stuff? They crowded dozens of agents into this vault. They spent the next week ransacking through the boxes, looking for cash, looking for property to forfeit. The attorney said the FBI inventories listed items like miscellaneous coins or miscellaneous items, which were utterly useless for the intended purpose of protecting owners' property. Miscellaneous coins. A miscellaneous coin could be a Lincoln Memorial penny worth one cent. It could be a slabbed $20 gold piece worth thousands of dollars. Those are both coins. Miscellaneous coins. Plural. Oh, it could be two pennies. (laughs) Or it could be two slabbed $20 gold pieces. Take your pick. Uh, So Malign sued the government to force return of the coins back in 21. Months later, the government found and returned 47 of them. So they did find 47 of them. But told that Malign must dismiss his lawsuit and file a claim with the FBI in order to track down the remaining 63. So they actually appear to have admitted that it turns out you did have 110 coins because we found 47 of them. We just can't find the other 63, but dismiss your lawsuit and we'll help you look for them. In March of 23, after filing his claim, the FBI told the man it had investigated itself and there was no evidence that it had done anything wrong or careless, according to the Institute for Justice. <laughs> We've investigated ourselves and found nothing. The FBI had no reason to go through my box, and they were careless in losing my savings, Malign said in press release. For months, I was told they didn't have any of my coins before they eventually found some of them. Where did they find them, by the way? That should not be enough for them to say, hey, we found them. Who had them? Again, I'm asking the question, like a softball in slow motion, who had these coins? Because if they were lost, that means they weren't where they were supposed to be. If they were someplace other than where they were supposed to be, who had them? Where did they find them? I'm disappointed I have to sue again in order to get my property back. That should have been given back to me over two years ago, he said. Similarly, when Pearsons went to claim her property in 2021, she noticed that $2,000 in cash from her box was missing. They've never said, oh, no, that wasn't in the box. They just didn't give it back, Pearsons told Fox News. And they told us at the time that someone from the U.S. Marshal's office was going to call and talk to me about it, and then no one ever called. So somehow the FBI was doing something, but now the U.S. Marshals are involved. Could be that the way that the FBI and the law enforcement carried this out is just really sloppy work, she added, or there was never any intention of giving it back. So it really didn't matter because they thought they just got to keep everything, so to them there was one pile. Uh, Meanwhile, the attorney said regardless of the property went missing, the lack or legal recourse for owners is wrong. We don't know for sure how the property disappeared, we just know that it disappeared. And whether it's negligence, whether it's something worse, 
The government shouldn't be able to rely on its own shoddy record-keeping to avoid responsibility for losing their property. And by the way, you have to understand something, that when something bad happens and you want to assign fault, you have to look at who caused the bad thing to happen. So if someone breaks into these safe deposit boxes, takes possession of what's in them, and loses it, that's on them. They did that. Now, if somebody handed them the stuff, said, here, take this stuff, and then they lost it, you go, well, you shouldn't hand it to them. So the question is, when you break into someone's safe deposit box, whether you have a court order or not, you break into it and you seize the contents of the box, at that moment in time, you become the custodian of that. And it's on you. And if you don't want people coming back later saying, I think you stole my stuff, you should take better inventory of it and document what you've done with it. And when you accidentally lose 30 or 40 gold coins and you later find them, oops, uh, it does tend to make you look bad. The Institute for Justice's lawsuit not only aims to get Malign and Pierce's property back, but also to give victims of civil forfeiture the ability to challenge agencies if the property goes missing. By the way, it's two lawsuits. I misspoke. We're basically fighting against the notion that people shouldn't have a remedy against the government when the government takes their property. They're fighting to try to get people a remedy. Both Malign and Pearson said the most eye-opening part of the entire experience was feeling that law enforcement cheated and lied to them. When I was growing up, we trusted and respected law enforcement, especially the FBI. That's Malign. I'm not filing this lawsuit just for me. I'm fighting for a better world where people can trust law enforcement to do the right thing. I'm fighting to make law enforcement better. And keep in mind that the FBI and the U.S. Marshals and whoever else is involved in this, this is business as usual for them. Until some major court rulings come down saying this is wrong, they'll keep doing this stuff. So these guys are fighting the good fight, trying to help other people. I'd love to be able to be thankful to law enforcement for taking care of whatever criminal circumstances there was and for making sure my involvement with it didn't have to be painful, Pearson said, but rather they've literally stolen. They don't even have the ability to show me a video of them opening this up and going through it to say, oh, no, look, see, it wasn't here. It's just so absolutely galling. So that's the problem. You know, if you knew that there's going to be a big fight over this, and by the way, do you think they knew? Of course they knew it would be a big fight over this. They seized $86 million from, it looks like, hundreds of people. They knew there'd be court battles. They knew there'd be fights. They knew there'd be arguments, accusations. They knew all of this was coming. How would you forestall that? How would you anticipate that? How, what, what would you do if someone said to you, it's your job, go into this building here, bust open a bunch of boxes that belong to other people, and go through all the boxes and pull out all the valuables and hang on to them. Your first thought is, I don't want to get blamed if stuff turns up missing. You want to document it. Oh, a receipt, a piece of paper where you write things like miscellaneous coins. Miscellaneous coins. Do you know what that sounds like to a coin collector? miscellaneous coins. I've mentioned before, I go metal detecting. I'm, I, I own a metal detector. I have found $50 or $60 worth of uh, Lincoln Memorial pennies in the last few years. Literally. $50 or $60 worth. Most of them dug up one at a time. I've also found a large cent. 
I found four large scents in Michigan, where they're not that common. I found an 1837 half dime, five cent silver piece, 1837, minted the same year Michigan became a state. I've also found a Seated Liberty half dollar. Now, I've never found a Morgan dollar, a Peace dollar. I found some Ikes. I found some Sacagaweas. But I'm telling you right now that the prizes in my collection that I've found are the four large cents, 1837 half dime, the Seated Liberty half dollar. I found a Walking Liberty half dollar. Beautiful coin. And so if you said to me, oh, Steve, I've got one of your coins. Do you care? Depends. Do you grab a penny? A a Lincoln Memorial penny that I found is covered in dirt? Yeah, you can have it. It's worth a penny. It might be worth less. I don't know. What about the 1837 halftime? I can tell you where I found it. I could take you right now to the place I found that 1837 halftime, and I found it almost 20 years ago. I could take you to the exact spot and go, I found it right there. I could do that with most of the good coins in my collection. So when you say miscellaneous coins, you realize that the people doing the inventory didn't care. And that is a crying shame. So the Institute for Justice filed a couple lawsuits over this. Hopefully they'll get some justice to these people. The sad part is the accusations that these coins were missing, for instance, Turns out that uh, they found some of them after initially saying they couldn't find them. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? So I'm going to suggest, as I always do, below the video and put a link to the Institute for Justice. Please consider donating to them. They do great work like this. Without them, some of these people could not afford to litigate these issues. And so a lot of people send me the story. Thank you very much. From Fox News, that was uh, Terry Sahakian who wrote that. FBI sued after allegedly losing hundreds of thousands of dollars in rare coins and in cash, which may have been stolen from a safe deposit box in Beverly Hills. Questions or comments? Put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Tough times never last, but tough people do.